0: This is Van Color. Welcome back to This Is Van Color. My name is Mo Amir, and our featured guest today is a very familiar face here on Check. A legendary Canadian sports broadcaster and journalist. And I have to admit, it was always a special night when I could stay up late to watch him host sports page with his Tayloronian wit, a wit that even found its way into video games. A Burnaby boy who belongs on the Mount Rushmore of Vancouver Canucks Media for all your latest sports news. Watch him and Rick Dollywall on Donnie and Dolly the Team, live weekdays from 10 a.m. to noon, right here on Check. He is Don Taylor Don. Thanks so much for being here, brother. No
1: problem. Uh, Mo, thanks for mentioning that you used to watch me when you were growing up. (laughs) I have to rub it in a little bit, you know? No problem at all. I've heard it. I'm at that age now, (laughs) that stage of life
0: where I I get that a lot. But at least you were watching, so I appreciate it. Absolutely. I have to also point out, out of all the guests I've ever had on the show, Mm -hmm. you had the shortest trip, literally three steps from across the room.
1: For people who don't know, our our, our studio, our set, rather, (laughs) uh, for Donnie and Dolly, is, yeah, like you say, steps away. So, yeah, I, I... there won't be any travel expenses, so we'll be sending those to you. I
0: appreciate the long trek for you to get here. <laughs> <No problem>. Anytime. <laughs> so you've been covering the Vancouver Canucks since the 1980s, as, yeah. as we've just 84. kind 84. Of, 84. There yeah. you go. Yeah. When we look at this team and we look at this fan base, mm. I used to be a, a diehard Canucks fan as well when I was growing up through my childhood. Mm. Is it difficult to be a Vancouver Canucks fan?
1: Um, well, I go back before that, and, I, and in terms of being a fan... I would go back to the 60s and then being a Western Hockey League team. Right. Now, the Western Hockey League team was a minor league, or the Western Hockey League was a, a minor a minor league. So I go back to that and then to 1970 and the National Hockey League. Okay. And, yeah, it's been pretty tough. I think. <laughs> it, like, and, and, look, I know I'm in the media now. I'm supposed to be unbiased. Yeah. But I do care about this franchise. I grew up as a fan of the Western Hockey League team and then the National Hockey League team. Uh, I care about it, mm-hmm. and there have been the the uh, this team just has so many peaks, probably so many valleys, <laughs> and not a lot of peaks. Right. And the frustrating thing is that the peaks, uh the, uh, the, team came so close to the top of the mountain on three occasions. Yeah. And then fell off fairly quickly. Yeah. So that's that that's really tough. It it has been difficult, but in a way. It's going to make that moment when they do reach the top of the mountain, the 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 peak of the peaks, extra special. I thought that was going to happen in 2011. It didn't. And then, you know, more on top of everything else, on top of what was happening on the ice, we all know what happened off the ice yeah. in 94. And in 82, they got a, there wasn't a riot. But 94 and 2011 right. uh, with the riots, there's that. Uniform changes, coaching changes, you know, trading away superstars. There's a lot of misery there.
0: And I think for a lot of people, it kind you of... You are allowing all Canucks fans to out loud gripe and complain yes, about this
1: team. A- absolutely. <laughs> but again, it's going to make that moment when they do hit the top, when they do win a Stanley Cup. And it will happen,
0: maybe not in my lifetime, but it'll make it a- extra special. But and, it's been tough. And so with respect to, you know... Vancouver Whitecaps, BC Lions. The Vancouver Canucks are really central when it comes to local sports. So is that part of the reason that like this team really needs to win the big one? Yeah. I, there are there are losing teams in other markets as well. well sure.
1: Uh, but in other markets, Toronto, for example, there are other choices. Mm-hmm. You've got the Raptors. You've got the Blue Jays. Uh, you've got the Argonauts et cetera, T- TFC. In Vancouver, yes, there's the Lions and the Whitecaps, but the Canucks are really it in yeah. Vancouver. They drive everything, and that's all due respect to the Lions and Whitecaps. Sure. I want them to get back there. I want them. The Lions, when I came here, you mentioned 1984, at least I mentioned before. <laughs> the Lions were bigger than the Canucks back then. Right. The Whitecaps were coming off a uh, NASL title five years before that. They were, they were right there, more so the Lions of the Whitecaps back then with the Canucks, if not more popular. Yeah. I'd love to see it get, get back there. But right now, everybody is focused on the Canucks. It's, it's big, big league. It's the best league in the
0: world. Sure. And everybody wants to see something real special. Let's look at the flip side of that question. Yeah. This is a hockey mad town. Yeah. Is it difficult to be a professional hockey player in Vancouver, to be a, a part of the Vancouver Canucks, whether you're a player or even part of the coaching staff? Yeah, Mo, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily buy it. <laughs> and, and, and you're and not the, sympathizing with the millionaires? No, thank you very
1: much. <laughs> I mean, look, I, 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 the problem with the NHL is this. And again, I don't relate to it. I don't get how you can, you know, say this is not good because I'm getting a lot of media attention, or I can't go out to to a restaurant. Yeah, you know, you're probably eating for free, by the way. <laughs> I think thing, things will be okay, relatively speaking. Things will be okay with your life. Yeah, you know, getting recognized once in a while, getting criticized once in a while. Sure. The the positives outweigh the negatives a million to one. Yeah, uh, come on. The problem with the NHL is this that players have choices. Yeah. In the NFL, you if you play in the National Football League, you're popular no matter where you go. You're recognized everywhere. In the NHL, you can go to a market. If you don't want to be recognized, you can go to Florida. Sure. You can go to Arizona. <laughs> you know, maybe even one of the California cities. You can go and hide. Or you can go be a rock star up in Canada yeah. or Detroit or maybe someplace in between, like a, in like a New York or Boston, yeah. where they really care about hockey, but not like they do in other markets. Mm. So when players say, you know, it's a problem up here, Part of the problem is that they do have choices where they can go somewhere else. And if, if all things are equal and a player isn't comfortable being recognized or being criticized a lot, they're going to go somewhere else. Sure. Yeah.
0: Now, obviously, you're, you haven't just been following this team, but you've yeah. kind of been following this fan base as well. Yes. How much do Vancouverites pin their hopes and dreams on this local team? And how much does it really affect the city's collective mood, do you find?
1: Well, when they lose game seven of the Stanley Cup final, <laughs> it really affects them. Uh, and I don't have any pictures that can accompany that, but you know what I'm talking about. Sure, yeah. Uh, uh, the riot. Um, the city feels better when the yeah. Canucks are winning. It just feels it's great because I think a part of it too is when when the Canucks are winning, especially on a in a playoff drive everybody gets involved and you know this right. even people that aren't into hockey yeah or they're not even into sports because it's a great party yeah it's just it's just fantastic so it just makes everything just so positive yeah again until they lose game seven in like the Stanley Cup final <laughs> but it's just so so good for the city uh, good for the economy when COVID isn't around yeah and, you're going and out you're, you're meeting up oh, with your buddies it's tremendous people are spending crazily and you know they're partying they're eating they're doing this they're getting together with their friends they're going out it's just so good I think uh, for the city the vibe of the city
0: right do you think we almost attach or maybe project a lot of our own feelings onto them like is this uh, almost escapism from other things that are happening in the city
1: sports is escapism sure yeah you know it's entertainment yeah it it is and and but it's uh, a never-ending drama right yeah i think maybe things are (laughs) yeah it really especially here but uh uh, you know i think if things are going poorly in your life maybe you can get a pick-me-up from the vancouver canucks right or from the lions or the whitecaps or whatever sporting team you happen to be uh, involved with yeah but if the canucks are doing well you're having a bad day watch the game they win Oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's just uh, it's just so great, and it's you know the other thing I always say about sports, uh, in this case the Canucks, everybody talks about Survivor, the show Survivor, sure, two thousand it, it it came about thereabouts, and it was the first reality show. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't. The First reality show is television. Is sports? Yeah, you know, live sports on television. It's it's happening. It's right there. There's drama. Yeah, there are fights. There's joy, there's disappointment, and it's all real. There's also so, rumor and innuendo. it's <laughs> or... <laughs> tremendous, absolutely. There's all sorts of stuff going on. So that reality, TV, that fun, that entertainment is going on. Yeah. Uh, it's been going on for a long, long time. And when your team is winning, well, it just makes it all that
0: much more special. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, really quick question. You kind of alluded to it already. Right. You talked about bandwagoners, and even if you're a casual fan, you, yeah. you really get going once the team is winning. Is now the time to jump on the bandwagon?
1: Uh, well, they just changed their head coach, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> but uh, it, it could be. I don't know. I, I To predict what's going to happen with the Vancouver Canucks, I really don't know.
0: <laughs> right
1: now, it, it, yeah, you know what? Jump on because it's just fun. Yeah. It's fun to be a fan. Absolutely. Right now, they just changed their coach, and they've got – I hate to pick on one player, but they've got a first-line center who's a third-line center right now. I'm talking about – everybody knows Elias Pedersen. Yeah. And that's a real difficult situation right now. I'm not saying he's the only problem right now, but there's obviously a whole lot of improving to do. If there wasn't, they wouldn't have changed their head coach. They wouldn't have fired their GM. Yeah. So, uh, again, I think any time's a good time to uh, become a fan of any team, but I just cannot – you know, given my history with the team, which we talked about, I can't predict what's going to happen.
0: Fair enough. Well, stuff? I might just have to rekindle my relationship with the Vancouver Canucks after chatting with you today. Absolutely. <laughs> Don, I appreciate this so much. Thanks for being here. No problem. Thanks, Paul. We are now in the podcast exclusive part of my chat with Don Taylor. Don, thanks for sticking around. No problem. No problem. So, so as we are talking. Anything talk- for you. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. It's on mic now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking earlier before we were recording that I remember you from UTV, and I remember, like, those are my first memories of you. Uh, I thought you were going to say those are your first memories. Ever. Yeah. I get it. That I'm old. That. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I I remember, and I remember it would it would always be a special night when I was allowed to stay up and watch uh, Sports yeah. Page mm-hmm. on on UTV. Is that weird knowing that that you've left this impact on on so many people's lives, and they they sort of. Have this image of you, and and you've been a part of either their childhood or their experience or relationship with sports.
1: I don't think it's weird. I, I'll, I'll go. Back. I'm a big Beatles fan, so I'll go. Yeah. I'll go back to this story. I always remember hearing an interview with George Harrison. Yeah, and he was talking about how he uh, was driving through Liverpool or London one, one day, and he saw a poster of him and the boys <laughs> and the Beatles. Not a poster, but a billboard up yeah. on the top of a bill, just massive. And him thinking to himself, "Is that me?" Like Is that really? like? I, 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 I'm not really sure if that's, that's me up there. And I always remember that interview because I mean, it's one of the biggest celebrities in the world. And, and I'm not comparing myself to a member of the Beatles. But <laughs> I, I just think to myself sometimes that the person that I am on TV or radio, it's not really me. Like it's almost it's my it's my job and it's almost like a fantasy world for, for me. You just go you go yeah. and you do the job and it's to me it's almost unbelievable that people would care. That people <laughs> would listen or watch. It's like who's that person they're listening and watching to? Because it can't be me. Yeah. So I always remember that interview and I related to what he said that day. Um and and still do to this day, it's almost like another person is doing this job where people watch and listen and care.
0: Yeah. But I think even I mean, even down to your voice, like it is you're very distinct in Vancouver sports media. So mm-hmm. you must get recognize quite a bit. I mean, maybe not in COVID with masks and stuff, yeah. but otherwise people. I love COVID. It, no,
1: sorry. Let me, let me, let me retract that. I don't love COVID and I had it by the way. That's a whole other story. Yeah. But the mask wearing, I'm, I, I'm okay with that. You see somebody you don't really like and you're in the mall, you can just walk right by them. They don't recognize you. It's really cool. Do you, do you yeah. get
0: that though? Otherwise with, with people recognizing well, you? Quite you, a bit? you
1: said something there. One thing that I have gotten a lot, especially since for a period of about 6 7 years when I wasn't on TV I've had people recognize my voice yeah and that uh, I always get blown away by that, that that really that that my voice and you can say I don't have the traditional broadcaster voice by any means I don't think mm-hmm. so people people will recognize it once in a while and that always that always surprises me
0: I had uh and I, yeah I guess I'm going to brag here mm-hmm. I had a very weird Encounter, which was for me, which was I was outside in public. Do you want to I tell this mass- publicly if, he, if it
1: was a weird encounter? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, weird, is,
0: weird is not, uh, oh. doesn't have a negative connotation for me. Weird just means sure. like, peculiar. I I'm from Burnaby, so I go into right weird. <laughs> <laughs> Another kind of weird. Okay. But I'm outside at this event in the summer, and I was just talking to someone, and someone did like a double take. Yeah. And they're like, Mo Amir. Like, yeah. I recognize that voice from anyone. Anyway. And I wow. thought that was the weirdest thing. Uh, I've not been doing this for that long, but it just, that was the first time that someone had I guess Mm. quote unquote recognized me who was a complete stranger to me and I thought that was and how did you handle it I was just like, oh hey, I asked them their name and said thanks for listening. and Smart. Yeah,
1: yeah, I. I was The worst trying to thing be- you could do, and I, 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 this happened to me a couple times earlier in my career where you try to like, oh my gosh, I try to avoid somebody, then they're all over you, in a negative kind of way. So you to to, to go up to somebody and you know, find out how their day was. I think that's a, it's the right thing to do anyway. But it's also it's it's right for them and it's right for you as well.
0: I am very skilled at schmoozing and small talk, so yeah. I, I thrive in those environments. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I have to ask you something. I mean, you've developed such an incredible style in terms of your humor and wit. And uh, I think I called it a Tayloronian yeah. style. Sure. Uh, you tap into these obscure references, references from other eras. Is that just how you talk? Or did you consciously kind of develop this style as like, this is going to be my brand?
1: Well, I think what happened was with me is it's kind of the way the guys in my neighborhood talked and my family. Is that right? Very uh, much into sports. And we were very much into things like uniform colors. Yeah. Very much into uh, numbers. Who, who wore what number? Uh, what color were these uniforms? Why did they change uh, the colors of the uniforms? Which the Canucks have done a lot. My dad used to say things like top shelf for mom kept the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> he the peanut
0: butter. <laughs> oh, that, so that's from your that dad. That sort of thing. Yeah. That's but, cool. So I
1: thought, well, you know, we, we said all these cool things. I know a lot of people think they're irrelevant or small, but I know in my heart that people care about what number somebody wears. There are people out there who do care. There are people who care about their, you know, um, uh, who care about Jersey colors. Mm -hmm. Um, There are people who care about the old broadcasters who, um, are still around or mm-hmm. who have left us, and they used to say things a certain way. Yeah. And I'd, I'd love to reference them once in a while. When you say Tayloronian, uh, that is um, when, I, when I say things like he scored in Horvatian fashion. Yeah. That's a tribute to Danny Gallivan Okay. He used to say Savardian spinorama. And we all just thought that was the greatest thing <laughs> in the world your we kids. So, so I'll, I will add that to somebody's, a current player's name. Yeah as a tribute to Danny Gallivan. Also, there was a broadcaster who's still around, and we all love him. We grew up with him. I grew up with him. Jim Robson. Mm, He would always reference the uniform colors. Right. Right? He would also reference... It always reference you know the Canucks in there uh at the time, home white with the blue and green trail i th- i again I thought that was wonderful so when i'm say when I say a lot of those things, it's a tribute to the guys I grew up with, mm. my family and uh, to the uh, to some old broadcasters yeah. as well and I just thought we got a kick out of it when we were kids talking about all that. I should incorporate that into my broadcast because I know there are people out there who will relate to that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So I, I guess if you were not a broadcaster and you were just watching the game with your buddies or talking about shorts sure. with your friends, would you still be talking like that? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. We, we, you know, we,
1: we did when we were kids, maybe, you know, not to the point where I'm getting a paycheck for it, Yeah, but yeah, we, we, we always talked like that and you noticed mannerisms with, with players and, yeah. and uh, you know, funny things about their name or about the way they play. And uh there there are people who go beyond the stats and and go beyond the actual game and you just think of
0: different quirky things that i know people attach to absolutely yeah that's so cool um and, and that's kind of what brought you into the, the video game world for a little while as well, right?
1: Yeah, like, I worked for EA Sports for three or four years. And then
0: one year I was there. And the commentary was incredible. I had that uh, Xbox I, game. I think it yeah, was 2003. Tell, tell, tell that NHL. to people who let me go. But, uh, one I will. Year, one, I will write a letter. One year
1: uh, we were on and uh, we made so many mistakes that they kept bringing us back to uh, do overtime, yeah, and we made a lot of money, and that was the year I got let go. So <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was, uh, but it was a great experience, and it's fun to have that forever and ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. So w- when you were starting in '84, as yeah. you you noted, w- I was started c-
1: actually in '79. '79, okay. Yeah. Well, sorry, '84. Uh, to not correct you no please correct but me. 84 was when i came to vancouver i'm Got from uh, burnaby north burnaby yeah and i started my broadcasting career after getting out of college in dawson creek oh so I, okay. I spent time up there as a newscaster and a dj and a sportscaster cool and i went on to a job as a sports director in red deer alberta
0: oh okay and wow.
1: sports director also uh known as the only person in the
0: sports department <laughs> So it, it has, it has it really, director in the title, yeah, man. It, it really was. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I guess I was just wondering. So, when you started your career, especially yeah. in sports journalism, was this something that kind of came about over time, where you're like, okay, I got to incorporate in, in these tributes and and mm-hmm. you know my authentic self, or or was it something that immediately you were like, this is going to be my my, my vibe, my, well, how I, th- I talk. I think
1: it, sorry, Mo, but it, it took time. Yeah. Because I think w- when you go on the air in this business, it takes time yeah. to get comfortable yeah. and to may- maybe do something a little bit different, a little bit risky. And I, I think when you become a good broadcaster, it is the moment you don't care. Hmm. You don't care about people's reaction within reason. Yeah. Right, w- w- within reason, where you just, I'm not going to worry about what anybody thinks of me. I'm going to do what I know will entertain me (laughs) and maybe a couple of my friends and and if people like it that's fine and i think that's the moment you cross a line you become a pretty good broadcaster yeah you know when you're not worried about the boss you're not worried about the guy you recognize in the in the mall or whatever the case may be but you just you, you know you're just kind of entertaining yourself and you don't you know and it's not that i don't care about the audience it's just that i don't care if they don't like me right you know
0: you know I'm going to cite you if I ever get in trouble with check. I, I'm going to say that Don Taylor told me not to care what anyone thinks yeah. and just amuse myself, so get off my back. You should, not that they would ever get off my back. You should care sake. about the paycheck. There
1: is that. So no,
0: That's the only, uh, you gotta the be only very, asterisk. you got to be yeah. very literal with me, Don. Okay. I, I can't read between the lines oh, okay. here. <laughs> going back to covering... The Vancouver Canucks and, and your relationship with this team. Again, we, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, before we started recording. Like, uh, explain this kinship relationship you have with this team. I mean, you've been covering them for so long. You've seen how they've changed throughout the years. Again, you've been through the many valleys and you've yeah. seen some of the peaks that we were almost there. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about this team just on a personal level? Like, I what is it? I care about it. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, I don't care about what people
1: think of me, but I care about I, I care about the Canucks. Yeah, I do. I want I, I would love to see them uh, win a Stanley Cup. I think they've. It seems like they've got some real competent, smart, veteran people in, in charge, and uh, hopefully that leads to uh, bigger and better things. Yeah, so here's where I, I really care about them. I'm in my sixties. Yeah, and I will always remember in 2011. And I'd been through 94 and I was, you know, with the closer to the team back then, traveling with them, reporting on them in the dressing room, the whole bit. But in 2011, I was working for Sportsnet. And uh, after game two, uh, the Canucks go up two nothing on an overtime goal very quickly by Alex Burroughs. So they go up two nothing. My wife and kids had rented a hotel room they're at the Rosedale and Robson. Mm-hmm. A little plug there for them. Maybe it'll work out for me. We'll see. <laughs> but I remember looking out the window of the hotel and there was and it wasn't a riot, but there was celebrating going on. And yeah. I thought to myself, the Canucks have to lose for the next five games. I'm going to live to see the Vancouver Canucks win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. There's no way they're losing this series. Yeah. They're the best team in hockey. They're up 2 nothing I guess a team that looks defeated... After losing a game like that, there's no, there's just no way there, and they and they ended up losing four of the next five games, yeah. and they lost. So where I really care about them is I want to see them win, before it's over for me, before it's over for a lot of my friends. Um, my brother was the person who influenced me in sports. Um, my brother Dave, eight years old, and he passed away. Never saw them win a Stanley Cup, and I know that was a big deal to him. Mm. So that's where I really—I I, I, you're not supposed to be a fan of this business. I want to see them win a Stanley Cup <laughs> in, in my lifetime. I've been through a lot, and everybody I know—you've been everybody in this town's been through a lot with this team. Yeah. So that's where I—that's where I really care about the team. I know that there's other people like me who've been around for a long time mm-hmm. that want to see see these guys uh, win a Stanley Cup. It'd be a whole lot of fun. Hopefully, not a riot. Good luck with that. Uh, but. Uh, that's right here,
0: and I'm thinking back to that time, and I remember obviously we had the gold medal game uh, in the Olympics, yes. and you know we're still kind of riding that high. Yeah. It was the year yes. before or whatever, and I, I as well was like, this is the year, this is mm-hmm. going to happen. We just won the gold, now yeah. we're going to win the cup. Yeah. Perfect, and that, yeah, that experience. Uh, was was probably this the uh, the beginning of the end for me in terms of being like a hardcore fan, where even the next season that we won the President's Trophy, I mean, yeah. we were bounced out of the first round, and that was kind of the last season that I really followed it closely. But that did a lot of uh, that took a lot of wind out of my sails, and I, I became one of these bandwagoners. That's like you know, <laughs> what kind of a fan are you? Just a team hits it's it hits a dry. Spot, I was lifelong. I was lifelong before then. Yeah. I you know things happen, and a part of it. I think what's interesting and tying it back to the, the nature of the city, yeah. I had a lot of friends that moved out of Vancouver and a lot of the friends that moved away were the friends that I would watch okay. hockey with. Okay. And yeah. so that was, that was kind of yeah. coincided with a lot of that. But it, it was, yeah, it, it, I think that experience in 2011, and I hope I'm not being too uh, sure. hyperbolic, but that experience did kind of change my relationship with the team. And not Because, of the, because the team,
1: of the loss or because of the riot or both?
0: Maybe both the com- combination
1: yeah. of both. Sure. Yeah, I know the riot turned a lot of people off. They just didn't want to be associated with not necessarily the team, but anybody, any 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 fan group that would act that way. Yeah, and It wasn't everybody right? So it that's, wasn't. That's what people have to remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you think we'll ever see? It, like, let's say the Canucks go on a big run. Hmm. Are we going to see? the public events where they're going to set up the screens outside? <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, would they go there again? Um, there were I, people that were warning against that the first time. They're like, Oh, this, maybe this isn't yeah, a good idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, like, I just, you see in other cities and they seem to behave themselves. Rick Paul used to do a show with me. I don't know if you know him. He's in Hockey Night in Canada now, but not, not we did shows on 1040 a a bit. I shouldn't say he did them with me. But he used to always go on about how, and it's my hometown, okay? So Vancouver just seems to have something wrong with it. (laughs) Please elaborate. No, I love this. And I'll tell you, and and I can elaborate, even though that seems like a kind of a, uh, uh, not exactly a complimentary statement. Uh, You've been around for a while. Yeah. What happened to the what happened to the sandcastle competition? What happened to the in in White Rock? What happened to Peach Fest in in, in Penticton or whatever it was called? Yeah, uh, the Sea Festival, the Game Seven '94, Game Seven '2011, all these great events, they all went away because the public couldn't behave themselves. Yeah, it, 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 there's always been so. I again, I love the quirkiness of Vancouver. You know, everybody thinks it's, you know, who's not in Van- from Vancouver, think Van- it's all hippies and peace love and good vibrations. There's a rough edge to this town. You know that. Absolutely, yeah. The, the, and it, it's come to forefront during these big events. F- the fireworks. Yeah. You know, stabbings in the fireworks. Fireworks? What do we mean? Who stabs people? <laughs> I mean, kids around, you know, at, at, at a fireworks event. Yeah. It's always been just a little bit a little bit I love it I love that
0: that, that part of it but that's what I, that's what I why do end. you so think that is I, I, don't, I don't know if you Just, can do
1: I don't know if you can have events like
0: that again yeah you know why do you think that is What what is it about this city I don't know because you look at it it's I beautiful I mean it's, it's becoming the old timers will say oh it's a port city and that's the way uh, port
1: cities I don't know I, I really yeah. don't have a theory on that you have guests on this show that are way smarter than me that could probably uh, but dive people, deep into that but
0: people want to know what you think I mean you must have a, an idea. Well,
1: you know, with with the hockey, it's just years of years of frustration. frustration yeah. But uh, with the one thing that, and again, I, I, I'm like you and a lot of people. I really, I'm not sure for sure. I'm not. I don't know for sure. But. I always think that, you know, the years of frustration, they lose Game 7 in 94, they lose Game 7 in 2011, the city explodes and there's a riot, there's a lot of unhappy people. But what sticks out for me from that is that in 1993, and Montreal has kind of the same reputation as Vancouver, Mm -hmm. 93, the Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup, won the Stanley Cup. There was a riot. Sure. And it's happened in other cities too, where yeah. a city will riot after their team wins. Now I'm not sure, but it might have something to do with alcohol or other things, right? Yeah. So you know, there's that. I, I I always wonder, like 2011, 94. Would would there have been a riot if they if they if they won? It was just one of those things where, or maybe the city, maybe the city has a history of not doing the right
0: thing when it comes to crowd control. Maybe that's. Part I of it. I wonder if that's part with of it? all those. Yeah. Events, yeah. Right? When when Toronto won the uh, NBA championship, there was no incidents, right? Yeah,
1: I know. Not that I can. I'm sure there was like I, something, but yeah. not, not like no riots. There weren't pictures like I mean, the pictures yeah. from Vancouver in 2011 went all over the world. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel led his you know monologue with it. <laughs> same with Fallon. Everybody, because the pictures <clears throat> were so dramatic. And I don't remember that at all with the Raptors.
0: I don't. Yeah. And there was big crowds. Yeah. There was big, there sure. big rallies and crowds. But you didn't seem to have. I Maybe
1: mean, Toronto's more. Uh, you know, I hate to generalize, but more of a mature city that way. Yeah, right. uh, I'm, I'm not sure what you know why that is when you're talking about a large group of people and why one acts so much differently than than the other.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. I'm sure yeah, there's different is. theories. It I don't. I don't know if there's ever going to be a definitive answer for that. I have to ask you, what was the Best, most exciting time to be a Canucks fan. I mean, I'm thinking of, obviously, the the Linden-Bure era of the mm. 90s, uh, the West Coast Express years, the back-to-back President Trophy years— what in your mind what was the most exciting time to be to West be a Coast Panicist Express in? was really underrated because I, I I hated their uniforms then but
1: uh, <laughs> it was an era where everybody was playing lockdown hockey and it was very very trap heavy and defensive minded and they played a real offensive fun game yeah. so I really like that but for me the 90s will always be number one sure uh, I, I was there the night Pavel Bury I know seven million people were at that game at the coliseum yeah when Buray made his debut in november of 1991 i was actually there yeah and that was that 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 night i'd never seen anything like it and i think the overwhelming reaction in that building was was shock yeah that that player because again the history wasn't great up until that point as well that player was actually a canuck that yeah. guy plays for Van- no, there's no way <laughs> those guys play for Boston or Montreal, they don't play for Vancouver. And and th- th- that player was actually a, a Canucks. so
0: was I, he our first like legitimate superstar in why, that sense? I think,
1: yeah, I mean, you could argue maybe Trevor Linda, but superstar, I would go brewery And that he had the numbers and he and he put on a show, yeah, like. Trevor, uh, some of the great players uh, of the past, the, the Sedines, you can go, there. nobody brought you out of your seat like Beret. Yeah, no, absolutely. Nobody. Or yeah. put you on the edge. No, nobody did. Yeah. Uh, so that, that night was special. And then uh, to go on to 93, 94, and it was a tough, rough team with a lot of talent. Beret was tough himself. Yeah. He would defend himself. Sure. I mean, there was just a lot of characters there. It was and Gino and yeah, exactly. yeah, thank you. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, um, Sean Antosky, the li- list goes on. Tim Hunter, uh Dave Babbage, I could I could go on and on. The uh, Cardinal, oh just so good, so much fun. Cliff Ronning from, yeah. the, from North Caribbean, <clears throat> by the way. Um, so I I, I I love that team. Plus, there was the fact that at SportsPage, our shifts were broken into two elements. One was you hosted the show, but the other was you reported. Right. So I got to go on those. I was in that dressing room for 16 years and, and, you know, at some points did travel with the team as well. So you got to go know the guys a little bit, not too closely. Yeah. You know, I don't think you ever really want to do that. But I I just felt really, I love Pat Quinn and what he did with the team. Yeah. all of that, the late, great Pat, Pat Quinn. So that era will always be near and dear to my heart. And it's highlighted not so much by that 94 run, but by that 91 game with, with Bure making his debut. It was just so special. It wasn't televised. You imagine that. It wasn't that <laughs> Yeah, long well, ago. I,
0: I remember when I was growing yeah. up, yeah. It, it was, you know, not all games were on TV. I know. Some but, of them would be, and then some what, of them... Now, I
1: mean, well, now they're all on TV, but... Yeah. It, it, you know, if it was Toronto, they they would have broken into programming, but uh, no matter what it was, but it it just, I I would think if they had to do it over again, maybe you you reschedule things and make sure that game's on TV because it was a special night and it was kind of obvious it was going to be special. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, win, lose, or draw. They ended up tying that game, by the way, just because you had this electric player making his debut and he lived up to it. Yeah. it's really, really cool.
0: I once uh was at an event that Trevor Linden spoke at. Yeah. And he was talking about how from his rookie year to the year that he retired, mm-hmm. the culture of hockey had done a complete 180. He talked about in his rookie year, you'd have guys, you know, smoking during intermission, at the end <laughs> of the game, they'd wheel out a yeah. a big keg of beer and you yeah, know the yeah. guys, the, guy, <laughs> guys would, those days? the guys would have yeah. a piss up yeah. and then and then, and then at the end of his career, he was saying, you know, you had like more specialists for different things in the room than actual players. And yeah. everyone's getting something worked on yeah. and you had a uh, uh, psychologist and it was, everything was about opt, like the yeah. the smallest degree of optimization. Yes. Yes. You've, you've witnessed that as well as, yeah. as a journalist, as, as a broadcaster, like did was it something that just felt like it gradually happened and you didn't notice or, or was there a time where you're like, Oh, the, the culture here is actually changing. I think it changed when the money started to get real large. Mm. You know where, uh, and
1: everybody was pretty good. Everybody was really good. I think before there was a separation between uh, the stars, the, the very good players, and then you know some third, fourth liners or whatever. But everybody became, uh, everybody wanted, and and this is human nature. You want the money. You want you you want that. You want to set yourself up uh, for life. So everybody trained hard. Yeah, and they still do and they still do, and they go out of their way with skating coaches. You mentioned psychologists, whatever -hmm. whatever it takes. So now you're at a point where um, the difference between players is this. Yeah. Nothing. It's just just nothing. So if you can get an advantage with a psychologist, with a skating coach, with the right masseuse, with the right diet, making sure you don't smoke, making sure you eat properly, you do it. Because if you don't, the line is so close, so small that maybe you're, you're, you're out of work. Yeah. And, and, and I think so it that's, got more, that's,
0: it got more competitive. Yes. Essentially.
1: Yeah. 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 Where are you know, uh, the, the, the so-called worst player on a team, was still pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. it was really, and then that was always the case. You make the NHL; don't no care what air it is, you're still very good. Yeah. But that division between uh, the last player on a roster and the first was was a lot smaller than it used to be. So I think that's where uh, part of it uh, changed, and just society in general. I mean, yeah. look, like you know, in the '70s and '80s, we weren't a, 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 as aware as a human race how bad smoking is yeah. is or smoking was as, it is, and, as we do now. Yeah. We know that it's. We know that it's but we know that nutrition is very, very important. We didn't know that as well. And I, th- I think it's understandable. We didn't know that as well in the 70s and 80s. People know that. And hey, if I do this, maybe I keep this really cool job uh, as a professional hockey player if I if I told the line and do, right. do things properly. I think that, that that would be part of it. You know, business, I think, reared its head and that's why things changed in a mm. big, big way. Hope that makes sense.
0: No, it does. And, mm. and, and, and I kind of want to continue on this theme a little bit, but I, I want to talk about it In the scope of sports media in general, Um, you've seen the evolution of of sports media in this city. I am very new to to this media game just a couple of years. But you see I see the trends in news media. Right. So shrinking newsrooms, newsrooms. you know, sy- big companies doing trying yes. to make synergies where they have more national programs, less local coverage. Yes. And then at the same Very time, <laughs> decentralization through the internet where yeah. you have these people, including myself, yeah. I guess, yeah. like kind of pop up and, and now they're, you know, getting decent audiences. Yeah. It, it, is sports media running the same trends as news media? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. You know, you you look at the...
1: Amount of we have Donnie and Dolly's a podcast. Yeah, as a result, I'll I'll look at the charts and and see how we're doing. And it's just the amount of 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 people who are doing podcasts who aren't necessarily (laughs) polished broadcasters by any means. Yeah, it's it's not and not just podcasts, but you know there are Twitter accounts, there are Instagram, YouTube channels, all of that. It's it's changing in a way. Like I'm not really sure where we're going. I don't think anybody really is. But there are other avenues now, other than the traditional uh, broadcasters. Yeah, it's uh, really interesting uh, right now. Nothing's better than check, by the way. <laughs> so check yeah, is that, the that, best, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so there is that.
0: But it it is interesting. Um, it blows my mind when I come across like a news commentator, or I guess even a sports commentator, yeah. and they have a YouTube channel, and they have like you know a million subscribers and yeah. you're just like i've never heard of this guy but yeah. he's getting yeah these ratings that like people would dream of on, on television or yeah. radio or whatever it is and yeah it's, it's yeah.
1: been <laughs> yeah yeah and, and 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 hats off to them for doing oh absolutely this. yeah like, yeah part i of the old, old yeah. man, he's like oh you being a punk you know when the internet what the heck no it's it's the way things are going and yeah you know, get on board or maybe die you know like that's I, I think it's a real exciting time. I, I I'm not sure where it's going and I'm and, and I, I wonder about, you know, the kids in broadcasting school or you know, you you're you're trying to get a degree in journalism. Where is that gonna lead you? Right. You know, where 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 what's the best avenue for you? And and the other thing that I don't like right now is sometimes it's the outrageous that wins. It's the mm. Kardashians that win. Right, it's the comic book characters that, that that get the followers, and just somebody doing something crazy gets gets the followers, as, as opposed to somebody who's just really talented, right? And good, you know?
0: yeah, and I think that's what mainstream media, quote unquote, is still good for. Like, it's still vetting a lot of that riffraff, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fascinating. I, I guess my worry, in general, when it comes to journalism, and I I do not consider myself a journalist by any means, but my worry is. So much of our information and in news comes from local news coverage, yeah. but it's the one area, aside from Czech, yeah. that is being hollowed out yes. everywhere. And that's kind of, that's I don't know, it's just sad. And it's, you know, if you want to be, again, going back to kids going to journalism school or broadcasting school, it's like. If if you're in Vancouver, you know, are you just looking at Toronto, or are you looking at bigger markets?
1: Well, that's what I, I okay. Like I, I know you and I work for Check, yeah. And people are going to say uh, we're doing just che- doing this because they're the guys <laughs> who signed your paycheck, yeah. But I love what they're doing, yeah. And th- and that I think that they recognize that there's there are people who a miss that, mm-hmm. or people maybe younger who've never had it before, where it's like, hey, look, forget Toronto for a second, forget. You know, national. In we're going to focus on here, yeah, on local, and I, you know, like we're going to speak to you, yeah. And I think that that's really, really missed, and I think it's really, really important, and I think it's something that people have almost forgotten about in terms of in terms of doing the right thing and in, in, in business, like people care and they feel close to it. I don't know how many people we get on our text line, our inbox. Uh, or emails, people saying, "I really missed stuff like this, where you're talking about the Canucks, where you're talking about the Lions, where you're talking about stories that we can all relate to." Yeah, and I, you know, so I, I still think there's room for that, and it, you know, if you can get that type of approach onto uh, the new avenues like like YouTube, like 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 Twitter. Um, uh, you know, uh, with the, with the foundation of of the standard broadcaster, of a, of a old school broadcaster, I think it's really important. Yeah, I think there's still room for that. I think there's a big time room for that, and I think it's been forgotten.
0: And I think one of the things that your show, in particular, does so well, and and I, and, you know, again, not a sports fan, but yeah. I, I can admire this from from the outside, is like you've really created this community of people that watch and tune in and and interact. Yeah. Yeah, and that's—I mean—that's the special stuff, right? And I, when I talk to yeah. uh, radio DJs, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like local local yeah. radio DJs that said, you know, yeah, sure, people can listen to Spotify or whatever, sure. but there's just some people who are feel connected to that station or that show. Local. Yeah, and it's a community thing almost.
1: Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, absolutely. And like I say, the response that we get, it, a lot of it is, uh, I, 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 I miss this. I really, I really like it. Because it's not really out there. People are forgetting about, you know, there's there's some stuff that you can talk about in this town. Okay, for instance, so I just brought up Pavel Bure's opening yeah. game. But with, there's a, there's thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people who maybe weren't there, but they remember that night. Yeah. They listened to Jim Robson. And if we can speak uh, about that um, versus a Toronto station or a network that can't, then that's, that's great for us. Yeah. That's tremendous for us. We can talk about the Lions winning the 85 Great Cup. We can talk about the riots. We can talk about the disappointment of the of the Canucks. Not everybody around Canada can do that, but we can. We're local. Yeah. Like it's really
0: important and smart to be able to do that. And that's kind of what creates a culture, right? The shared memories, shared yeah. narratives. Yeah. That you can all yeah. kind of relate well, to. Well, the other thing too is like,
1: I, when I watch, you know, the big networks, TSN, Sportsnet, a lot of what they do, I'm seeing down in the states. They're doing yeah. stuff on the NFL, the NBA, and some of their NHL. It's all being done by everybody. Yeah, do something different. <laughs> you know, like to just do something that nobody's doing. Yeah, it's qu- hopefully it's good quality, but just don't do don't do what everybody else is doing. If I see another panel with five experts on it, I, I think oh, I don't know what I'll I i do not want to do wreck my TV. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: but I think and and going back to to talking about decentralization and the internet, but that's where that where the internet has filled that void, right? Yeah. They're just doing, and some of it is wild and crazy, but, yeah. but they're filling a void of like, we're going to just be doing different things. And some of the most random things has become very popular.
1: <laughs> yeah. There, there is a podcast in Toronto called the Steve Dangle podcast. Okay. Where he's just, he's just a fan commenting on games as they go on. And it's taken off. Wow. Something local for Toronto. Yeah. And something different. And it, and it really, really works. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's real smart what what they're doing and what what Czech's doing, and uh, I think in the rush to join uh, the internet world, that I think it's been forgotten about that you can still be local and be successful. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both, buddy. <laughs> okay, I can't let you go without without asking a, 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 I guess a personal favor or sure. or, or, <laughs> or something from you. Obviously, I. I Deeply admire the longevity of your career, Again, the passion you to bring my to age, it. I <laughs> <appreciate that. Yeah. laughs> I'm trying to be nice, uh, no, but the passion you bring to yeah. to the craft, and as I mentioned, you know the the fact that I have these memories of you on television growing up, which is cool. Uh, I've been podcasting for less than four years. I'm going okay. on my fourth year now. What, we're on what episode nine here of the television show? Give me some Tayloronian advice mm. for for me doing local content in this market and in, in regional to BC. Well, part of it is you're on on television, right? Or you're, you're it's
1: you know visual, yeah, right? You have really good hair, <laughs> and, and like it is, I'm just, I've been looking at your hair the whole. It's it's amazing, like yeah, honestly. And uh, don't go this way, okay? <laughs> they're, they're, that, that's number one. I, but I'm telling you, I'll go back to what I said halfway through this. Yeah, I, I think the moment you become a really good broadcaster is when you can just be yourself and not worry about reaction. Mm. And it's tougher than ever now because yeah. of social media, because of Twitter. You're going to get comments and people are going to hate what you're doing. Some people are going to love it. Yeah. The problem is, though, sometimes if people are hating you, it means you're successful. But I, th- I think it's it's really important to just be yourself, do something different, yeah. do something unusual, and not worry about the reaction. Just feel it in your heart that it's the right thing to do.
0: I like that, right. and that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to do things differently, not yeah. trying to copy you know one format or another. But as as you also talked about, at least on the television portion, is like, or maybe a little bit earlier on the podcast mm-hmm. portion. Uh, I look at what people do well, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Oh, I'll try I, that. Yeah, I, yeah or, Wait, or or I have this spin yeah. on on yeah. the way this person does that.
1: Yeah, I, if, if it's a spin, good. If it's a you know, no, a, no, not a, a carbon copy imitation. No, no, that's no. No. tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that,
1: that's tough because people will sniff that out in a second.
0: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But that's that's something that I've always enjoyed doing, and and the reason why I did the podcast in the first place was sure. just it was a creative outlet. And, sure. For a check to pick it up, it's been uh, a dream. and It's it's pretty cool that we share this studio. I have a lot of people that come yeah. in and go, this is where they do Donnie and Dolly? And I'm like, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, I hate that show. No, yeah. no, no, no. Um, yeah, no, Jeremy Baker and Karis Hogg were big fans. They're like, this is where the magic happens. Yeah. Like, this, is, yeah. this is it. <laughs> Don, seriously, man, this was a pleasure uh, thank you so much. You you stayed overtime no at work no to chat with yeah. me. That's oh, of fun. Yeah. yeah. and I know uh,
1: what it's like starting out. Not that you're just, just starting out, but it's tough. And uh, it's a tough, people don't think it's tough. It's tough business. So <laughs> anything you need.
0: <laughs> Again, you said it on mic, so I'm going to call you on okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Erase that part. <laughs> thanks so much, Don. Okay, thanks, Paul. Folks, that's our podcast. Watch him and Rick Dollywall on Donnie and Dolly, the team, live weekdays from 10 a.m. to noon, right here on Check for all the latest in sports news. He is Don Taylor, and I am Mo Amir, telling you that in a city where you can be anything, be colorful. Peace.